Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's December 29th. It's 2021. We have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Just losing a boatload of money because of Kemba. Well, he's losing me a boatload of money. I'm still up. We'll see. The last two games are still going on. I need SGA over on points and I need Jokic over on rebounds or in buddy Hyde over on points and i could have a really good night but yeah we'll we'll, we'll end up seeing i'm just at, at kemba misses rebound prop by one which i had a round robin and a parlay and that's the only one that's not going to hit and I'm, I'm just classic classic kemba as soon as i decide to hop on board does nothing i was crushing the early games tonight and curry <laughs> Jokic, Jokic is doing fine, but I mean, Steph is just not having a good game. And I mean, it's going to happen to anybody from time to time. It just stinks. Um, got a lot of stuff right on the early games, Herb Jones. But I mean, I got four or five players going still and I'm like right below the cash line. So like, I'm not going to lose money tonight. It just could have been, you know how it is. It could have been one of those really, really good nights if the game stack worked out the way that I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have those two to five times a month but you know what it'll come it'll come soon my friend oh it does let's jump into this slate we got nine games to talk about um five teams on back-to-backs yeah knicks lakers heat thunder kings so five teams on back-to-backs here on this nine game slate a lot of crazy news happening throughout the day make sure you're paying attention um throughout the day make sure you got those rg alerts set up i mean they're one of the best things that you can have straight to your phone. And I mean, it, it's very, very fast from when the news comes out. So make sure you, if you don't have those, get those. Uh, let's jump in. We start with the Knicks and the Pistons. 205 and a half total here. Knicks, a five and a half point favorite. The Knicks are on the second end of a back to back. So we'll have to kind of see if anything comes out of their win against Minnesota. Uh, Robinson played big minutes. Um, Grimes played 30 plus minutes. Kemba played a lot. He just didn't do really well. Quickly was back. He only played 15 minutes on the Detroit side of things. Cade Cunningham's out. Grant's out. Hayes is out. Josh Jackson's out. Corey Joseph is out. Sabian Lee is out. Livers is out. Trey Lyles is out. Magruder is out. Kelly Olynyk is out. Chris Smith is doubtful. And Isaiah Stewart is out. We'll start here with the Knicks. I mean, they're facing a very, very short-handed G-League Detroit team here. Do you have any interest in New York? 
No, no. I mean, a second of a back to back, I'm worried about Walker's minutes. He didn't play 32 in the last game, but not quite the high 30s that he was playing before. I mean, with quickly coming back, then I think those minutes might even go down further in this game, especially with potential of a blowout going up against Detroit, who's just absolutely atrocious with the current lineup they have out right now. Randall's too high price. Burks is where he should be at. Like every one of these guys, you probably need them to play a full allotment of minutes to even get close to making value. And Robinson playing a ton of minutes on the second of the back-to-back. He's the one guy that I think you could potentially take a shot. I know they played a bunch of minutes, but still, like, who who's going to guard him in this game? I mean, they pretty much have, what, Garza and Czech Diallo. Like, I think Robinson could end up being the guy that ends up with a decent night here. Everyone else is just kind of priced where they should be, and I have concerns about a lot of stuff with them. Yeah, I mean, I think the one of the biggest concerns here is just this game staying close. Um, I mean, on the Detroit side, you have some guys that are super cheap that are going to play 30-plus minutes, close game or not, uh, because they are just so shorthanded here. Uh, I mean, Luca Garza, he probably plays decent minutes here. Uh, Walton Jr., played 31 minutes against the Spurs the other night. He is on a 10-day contract. He probably starts at point guard again here um, with all these guys out, assuming that nobody gets activated tomorrow throughout the day. Diallo is going to play big minutes. Bay is going to play big minutes. Um, Detroit is just so shorthanded that, I mean, I think you could take shots on these guys for sure. Yeah, I think Bay, Diallo, and Jackson are all very much in play. I think Bay is the least in play because he is priced at 7,900, but these guys are just going to eat up all the usage that they have here. Bay going to do a lot on the boards, um, but if I had to rank him, it's probably Jackson, then Diallo, then Bay. Um, all three of them are very much in play, though. The best play on this team by, I think, a decent margin is going to be Garza. Garza has actually looked pretty decent and the little stints that he's had so far this season. He's 3,500. He only played 20 minutes in the last game. He fouled out. That's why. He fouled out. In that 20 minutes, he had 20 real-life points, six boards, two assists. 3,500. He is an absolutely fantastic play here. He's actually not a terrible player, and they're going to need his size going up against Robinson. So Gars is my favorite play, and I'm kind of with you with uh, Walton Jr. Um, he's going to play a boatload of minutes. I know he didn't do a ton with him last time. Had zero real-life points and still put up 19 points. So at 3,400. He's not a terrible play there. They're just going to run him all the way through. And then this is all assuming that none of these guys are ruled in halfway through the day. If that's a, Pay attention to news because any, any one of these guys can, I think, technically come back in. I don't, I don't know what the new rules are. If they're changed along with the NBA, who knows? Yeah, I mean, Derek Walton Jr. is like 4K on FanDuel. Frank Jackson's 4.4. Diallo's 6K. Bay is 6.4k on FanDuel. And I mean Garza's too cheap. Yeah, I, I mean Garza's 4.7 over there. So a lot of options um just in general here from Detroit. I like the Garza, um, the Garza love there for sure. Moving on, we got Charlotte at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 227 and a half total here. The Pacers are a two and a half point favorite. I mean, on the Charlotte side. Miles Bridges is out. P.J. Washington is out. And then on the Pacers side, McConnell and Warren are out, and Brogdon is questionable. That will be the big news. Um, 
I mean, for this game for sure, but I mean, for the slate overall too, this is, this is big news. So uh, let's start here with the Charlotte side of things. What are your thoughts here on the Hornets? I mean, Lamelo is always kind of a guy that's in play, always a possibility, a triple-double, but a 9.9K on this big of a slate, I'm probably going to stay away from him. Hayward, Oubre, and Rozier are kind of the three guys I would really look at, with Rozier being my favorite. Without Bridges in there, they kind of all get an uptick in terms of usage. It doesn't really affect Melo that much. Um, any one of those three can have a big game, but my guess is that Rozier is going to be the guy that ends up shooting a whole lot more in this spot. 6.4K, probably too low of a price tag. Outside of that, I mean, Plumley at 4.5K, like with everyone out, he could end up playing 30 minutes again. They probably need his size going up against Sabonis and Turner. Like that just kind of seems like too low of a price tag. And I mean, McDaniels could end up with close to 30 minutes again. 4.2K, we'll have to see where he ends up grading out on the slate that's probably going to have a whole lot of uh, salary savers and potentially more opening up. But Plumlee's definitely a guy that's in play regardless. McDaniels potentially based on what else opens up. And Rogier, Ubre, and Hayward are all in play, but Rogier is the only one I really like. Yeah, I mean, this game has such a high total. It's going to be a pretty fast-paced game. Uh, Rogier is someone that I think you, you really want to look at here. I think he has the tournament ceiling. Outside of him, though, I mean, I don't think like Cody Martin and these guys, these like secondary players play enough that, I mean, maybe you take shots on Mason Plumley because the Pacers play so big. And if he can stay out of foul trouble, he pays off the price tag. Um, on the Pacers side of things, I mean, if Brogdon doesn't play, Levert is really expensive. Do we look at him, though, at this price point, if no Brogdon? On an, in a normal matchup, I would say no. It's Charlotte. <laughs> up, yeah, it's Charlotte. <laughs> That's basically it. Like, because it's Charlotte, like, I think you can play – I think you can play Sabonis. I think that Levert is immediately a good play if uh, Brogdon ends up sitting. I think you can play Turner, who can absolutely destroy Plumlee down low and from pretty much everywhere on the court. And Duarte is even in play. Like, this is a matchup versus Charlotte. If Brogdon's ruled out, that's an increase in usage for everyone on the floor there. Like, I know Duarte doesn't really crush too often outside of the beginning of the season, but this is a match versus Charlotte. He could legit go for like 35, 40 points here just because it's Charlotte. Like, this is just beautiful. Levert, I have no interest in if Brogdon ends up playing. Brogdon, I have a little bit of interest in if he ends up playing. But if Brogdon's out, Levert, Sabonis, Turner, Duarte, throw them all in. Like, you have the money to spend up for him. Moving on, we got L.A. Clippers, Boston Celtics facing off in this one. 214 total. Boston is a five-point favorite. On the Clippers side, Batum, George, Hartstein, Jackson, Kawhi, Preston, Scrub, and Wright are all out. And then on the Boston Celtics side, uh, Fernando, Freedom, Miles, Neesmith, Schroeder, Tatum all out. Marcus Smart questionable. We'll get to that in a second. Let's start here with the Clippers. I mean, with Jackson... <laughs> I mean, with Jackson out now, too, um, I just – how do you not play Eric Bledsoe? Yep. 
I think, like, honestly, man's in play, Canard's in play, Zubox in play, Boston is in play. He's going to play close to 30 minutes. But the two guys I really want to play here is Eric Bledsoe at 6,400. That's why, why would they not increase his price any more than that? Like, with everyone out, I know he only put up 28 in the last game, but it was a blowout. He only played 28 minutes. Should play high 30s in this one if the game ends up staying close. Like, Bledsoe's an absolutely smash play. And then Morris, another guy, only played 27 minutes because of the blowout. Ended up with 40 points. Like, Morris is actually my favorite over on the Clippers side of things. His role in this offense has been pretty solid overall since he came back from his uh, – I think he was injured or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. I know he was on the COVID list um, prior to the last game, but Morris is absolutely going to tear this up right here. 5400 far too cheap of a price tag. I'm ranking these guys, Morris, one, Bledsoe, close to, and then it's probably Boston, then Kennard, then Mann, then Zubak. But all those guys are in play, and Bledsoe and Morris are fantastic plays. And then they said they were going to kind of limit Morris's minutes. He played 27 minutes. And, I mean, if you're playing over on FanDuel, Eric Bledsoe is 5,500. He's cheaper than Terrence Mann. So, um, absolutely, over there, make sure you're getting him. But, I mean, on DraftKings, Morris and Bledsoe, two of my favorite plays on the slate. I, I mean, you could go with Zubak, Kennard, man. Any of these guys are fine. But I'm going to be – like, those two guys are going to be staples for me. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, Boston Jr., he's just still too cheap. So uh, I definitely don't mind him. On the Boston side of things, I mean, with Jason Tatum out, I, it all really depends on Marcus Smart, but they priced Jalen Brown up. He's 10K over on DraftKings. He's 8,800 on FanDuel. We know his usage is going to be through the roof. Do we pay this price or do we go down to like an Al Horford or a Marcus Smart if he plays or do we look at like a Pritchard? Yeah, I mean, if Marcus Smart ends up playing, I think he's a guy that's definitely in play. If he ends up missing, I think you can go with Pritchard. Um, Obviously, he did really well the other night, played a boatload of minutes, just crushed during that time. I think Brown's still in play. I think he's probably still cheaper over on FanDuel. I know he didn't have a great night the other night, but played 39 minutes, and he's going to eat up most of the usage in this offense here. Horford and Williams, probably a little bit too priced up for this slate. Not going with anyone else really in this spot here. I think Langford had a decent night, but he also had seven stocks, so I'm not really chasing that. I don't think that'll end up happening like – to me, it, it, it's really either Smart or Pritchard, depending on if Smart's plays, and then Jalen Brown here. Yeah, I mean, the injury news here definitely going to matter. Um, I mean, on the just overall in this game, there's a lot of good plays in this game. Uh, just there's so many ways to potentially stack this game. I think if you're like a MME person, like you're, you're building quite a bit of stacks of this game. Yeah. Atlanta at Chicago 220 total here. This game opened at bulls minus five, but I looked a few minutes ago, it's bulls minus eight and a half. Now um, on the Atlanta side of things, Bogdanovich is out. Collins is out. Gorgie Dang is out. Gallinari is out. Hill is out. Herder is out. Hunter is out. Awandu is out. Jalen Johnson is out. TLC is out. Kongwu is out. Lou Williams is out. Dalian Wright is out. Um, 
with that being said, I would be I wouldn't be shocked if this game gets canceled. Um, on the Chicago Bulls side of things, Lonzo Ball is out, Caruso is out, Bradley is out, Ilasova is out, Derek Jones Jr. is questionable, McKinney is out, and Patrick Williams is out. Um, I mean, Atlanta, Trey Young just going to have a massive, massive amount of usage in this game. He's put up at least 20 shots in five straight games. He shot the ball pretty bad um, the last couple games from three-point land. I, I mean, if you think this well, game's last safe, game was his first game back from COVID. Right, that's true. Yep. Um, I mean, just looking at this game overall, it's just like, Atlanta is so shorthanded that if you think this game stays close, you're probably playing like two or three players from Atlanta. Yeah, I think Reddish is the first guy I'd end up going with at 6.2K. We saw in the last game Trey Young coming back, but now with Bogdanovich out, he's going to shoot and he's going to shoot a lot. He's going to be the second guy in this offense in terms of usage, and it's going to be him and Trey Young doing everything with all these G-leaguers around him. Like all these guys being out really isn't going to affect Capel's usage sitting at 8.2K. I don't think that he's a guy that I really want to end up going with. So Reddish, number one, Trey Young, fantastic spend up on the slate. After that, I mean, I have to assume Skylar Mays is going to end up playing a decent amount of minutes. What he does in that time, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know who to go with outside. So, I mean, Stevenson can end up playing a boatload of minutes at 3,200. Or he could end up playing almost none. Like, it looks like they have 12 guys available, but I mean, what, two or three guys are actually NBA caliber players. I kind of want to play Cat Barber just because of his name. Um, it's a great name. Could end up playing some minutes, but honestly, like, I think it's mostly Reddish and Trey Young for me. I don't know how much I can actually trust anyone else here. Um, so. I'm going to wait and see where RG projections kind of put the guys and put where their mints are at because trying to figure out this rotation, you have to spend a lot of time and the RG projection team are going to be spending that time. So I, I know that Reddish is a fantastic play and that Trey Young could end up with a 70-point night here. But outside of that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Chonley Brown is – 3300 and he probably plays 30 minutes he got the start the other night in his first game um so i mean he's someone that minutes wise i think is just gonna get some minutes skyler mays gets minutes outside of that i mean <laughs> you have no idea where the second team usage is gonna come from um and i think that's one of the biggest question marks um just, I, I mean, like Malcolm Hill might be the guy putting up shots with the second unit. Um, it's it's really hard to say. Do they let Lance Stevenson play more than like 15 minutes? Um, so, I mean, on the Atlanta side of things, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, Staples, maybe I'll take some shots on Chonley Brown as well. Chicago Bulls, what are your thoughts here on the Bulls? I'm worried about this game staying close, but it's also like, I think it's Levine or DeRozan, or Vooch, like maybe Cody White. They're all fine plays. Like, I think there's better spend-ups on the slate. I know that Levine and DeRozan pro both had pretty good nights the other night, but this is a big slate. There's a lot of spend-ups. Even if you're getting 50 out of them, like, 
I, I think it's just a tough spot to really go with any of the big three spend ups. They're all fine. They're all GPP flyers, but I'm probably staying away from the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. I mean, I could see playing some Bulls hoping that like the game stays close, but the prices on the Bulls, Vooch, DeRozan, Levine, they're just so expensive. Uh, I think. Kobe White would be someone that I potentially take shots on, but overall I don't have a ton of interest in Chicago. Um, Javante Green's going to play minutes, but I just I don't trust that production. Well, um, we don't but, really on a different slate. It would be like, yeah, you can play him, but he doesn't have some much upside. There's yeah. a boatload of value. Like at this stage in the NBA, with all the COVID news, you don't have to reach for. 3k 4k guys like there are plenty of good ones out there right now so a guy like green that would be very viable on other slates not really viable now lakers at the grizzlies 228 and a half total here memphis a four-point favorite the lakers second end of a back-to-back so we'll be waiting on news um from them on the Memphis side, Dylan Brooks, Jarrett Culver, um, John Kucher, Melton, Merrill, Williams, outs. Uh, let's start here with the Lakers. I mean, we kind of know Anthony Davis is not going to play. Um, I don't think Kent Bazemore will be back as well. And I think Ellington is another one um, that could potentially be out again. So, I mean, looking at the Lakers, I think it's the same thing that I said yesterday. Take shots on LeBron, take shots on Westbrook, call it a day. Yep. And I know both of them crushed today. Um, probably wouldn't play both in the same lineup. You can if you want to, but LeBron is probably my favorite of the two. But, yeah, it's, it's really just LeBron and Westbrook. That's it. On the Memphis side, I mean, Triple J's price is a little intriguing. But, I mean, I'm – Bane. I guess. You guess? I guess. Bane. Oh, gosh. It's absolutely Bane. The shot Bane. attempts are, are juicy. I'm sure you've been betting his point prop. but Oh, yeah. I yeah. bet the all-overs and all of them hit the other night. Gosh, no. You play Bane. He's going up both Bane and Morant. Morant, like, he's probably back to his full allotment of minutes now. Like, he's going to drive to the hoop. He's going to get a boatload of points. This entire offense is Bain, Jackson, and Morant for the most part here. All three of these guys, probably a little bit too cheap. I'm not a huge fan of Jackson. The foul trouble always ends up worrying me. So, to me, Bain and Morant are fantastic plays. Bain's one of my favorite plays on the slate. Yes, I am a bit of a homer when it comes to him. I absolutely love Bain. He's probably my favorite player in the NBA, so you can take this with a grain of salt. But Bain has 40-plus in three of his last four games. He's going up against one of the fastest-paced, best matchups in the entire NBA on the second end of a back-to-back with one of their best defensive players out here. Bain is going to be chucking, and Morant's going to be driving to the basket. They work well together. Bain and Morant are two fantastic plays in this. If you want to bring it back with LeBron, that's a perfect little game stack that you can easily afford. All right, you sold me. I love Bain. I love Bain. Yeah, you sold me. Miami at San Antonio. Miami, second end of a back-to-back. Um, 215 and a half total. Spurs, a slight favorite in this game. I think it was like three, three and a half. Um, I mean, the Spurs outside of DeJounte Murray are pretty healthy. Uh, but I mean, as far as Miami goes, we don't expect Bam Lowry, 
Uh, Max Stress got put on the COVID list yesterday. Uh, Deadman and I mean, PJ Tucker. So, I mean, a lot of question marks when it comes to Miami because of like the new COVID uh, rules and stuff. Will these guys be able to play and whatnot? So, um, I mean, looking at the Miami Heat first, coming off of a win uh, against Washington, we saw big games from Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Uh, you're at seven, Duncan Robinson. What are your thoughts here on the Miami Heat? Hero, Butler, you're at seven. Those are the three guys. Like, you're at seven. Going to play a boatload of minutes again, I assume. Gets a ton of boards, pretty much guaranteed double-double. 4.6K, it's just too cheap. Hero, they're going to need his usage here. Should end up crushing 6.9K, far too cheap. Butler, like, we always play Butler when Bam's not playing. Well, now Bam and Lowry and a whole bunch of other guys aren't playing here. Butler is far too cheap at 60 or 9,300. He is probably one of the best spend-ups on the slate. Yeah, I mean, really like Butler. I really like here at seven. I don't hate taking Tyler Hero at, at his price. Um, he's kind of priced down for a couple like weird games, got ejected, didn't have a good night. Um, so I, I really like going back to the well on Tyler Hero. And then, I mean, on the San Antonio side of things, Derek White is someone that he's probably too cheap. I think he's going to play a bunch of minutes here with Murray out. Um, what are your thoughts on San Antonio? I mean, yeah, it's kind of the four main guys, Kelton Johnson, Pirtle, White, uh, Lonnie Walker, all four of those guys can end up with a pretty massive night here. I mean, Miami is a good defensive team, but they're not really the same defensive team with half their team gone. So, uh, yeah, realistically, I like all those guys. Um, I don't love any of them. If I had to pick my favorites, probably Pirtle, considering that most of the guy, most of the bigs for Miami are gone. I think Pirtle could end up with a 50-point night here. But I'm not going to argue with any of them. They all have a decent amount of upside. They're all priced a little bit too low. Um, guys had mostly thrown a game stack, to be honest, with Butler. Playing a lot of Butler and Hero, like bringing it back with Pirtle or with White or with Kelton Johnson or Lonnie Walker is not the worst idea in the world. You can even play two of them, considering their price tags are all a little bit low. All right, we'll finish it out. We got three more games. We got the Thunder at the Suns. The Thunder, second end of a back-to-back. They're actually playing as recording. 217 total. Suns, 15-point favorite here. Uh, I mean, as far as Phoenix is concerned, Aiton and Crowder, Kaminsky, Nader, Sarge, and, and Wainwright out. Um, on the Thunder side, I mean, Josh Giddy was placed in the COVID protocol list on Tuesday. Um, and Baisley, I don't know when he, like, officially went in. So, um, but Derek Favors will be out, too. So, let's start here with the Thunder. Um, I mean, I played Isaiah Roby on Tuesday night. And, I mean, I have a hard time not playing him again. I know the matchup's not fantastic, but the minutes are going to be there here. Yeah, yeah, I think Roby is a guy that you can definitely end up looking at. I mean, he's priced at the minimum. Should end up playing 20-some-odd minutes in this spot here. He's probably my favorite spend down here with all the bigs being out. Um, SGA, I don't know. Like, if you're bringing it back with some Phoenix players, I think that's the only situation that you play him. I mean, he should get an increase in usage without Gideon. I know he's not having a great night tonight, but 
still the fourth quarter, so that could end up changing. Dort, I think, is too cheap at 5.6K. He definitely gets a bump without Gideon there to most categories. Um, problem is I'm just worried about the blowout here. OKC has enough players to play. Like, they're not hit hard by COVID. They've got, like, four or five, six guys out. They're not trying to win. So, in a blowout, SGA is not going to play. Dort's not going to play. Um, so, like, I'm only playing those two guys at blowout and then Roby's in play regardless because even at blowout, he's still going to get 20 minutes. He might end up getting a more run. Yeah, I mean, I just – like you said, I just – overall, I worry about the blowout in this game. On the Phoenix side, I don't think I'm really – wanting to play anybody outside of maybe McGee, but I feel like they kind of priced him up where if the game is a blowout, are they really going to run him out for a ton of minutes? Um, maybe I take a shot on like Jalen Smith. Yeah. Um, he's blowout proof, right? Yeah. Jay, yeah. No, I'm with you on Jalen Smith. I think that he's a solid overall play, played 29 minutes the other night. He's 3.4 K. He's far too cheap and he should end up playing a blowout. I mean, it's not like McGee, can play a ton of minutes regardless. I mean, OKC could end up going small and Suns could match him back, but I'm guessing that uh, Jalen Smith is going to end up playing regardless. McGee, he is priced up a little bit. If this game was going to stay close, I'd say he's a pretty solid play. I know he did bad the other night. He ended up fouling out, didn't play both laments, didn't play well in that time. But he gets a pretty solid overall matchup with no one really to guard him, whereas Memphis, I think Dan Adams in there go up against him. So, McGee, if this game's if you bring it back with like SGA, like Jalen Smith, regardless, Booker or without Aiton in there, that should be a little bit of a bump to both of them. I think I prefer Booker. That 8.4K price tag is a little bit too low for his uh, ceiling. So, either one of the spend ups are fine. McGee's fine, but I'm only playing them if I'm bringing it back with OKC players to hope that the game stays close. Utah at Portland, 230 total in this game. The Jazz, uh, six-point favorites uh, as far as Utah is concerned. They're pretty good. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is out uh, outside of him. No real concerns here on the Portland side. Covington, McCollum, McLemore, Nurkic, Dennis Smith Jr., Zeller, and Watford out. Let's go Utah first. What are your thoughts here on the Jazz? I mean, I would absolutely just be hammering this game if it weren't for all the COVID stuff. Without Mitchell in there, like, I mean, Conley's going to get a bump. I don't know if he's really the one I want to play. Clarkson is a very solid overall play going up against Portland. It's obviously a fast-paced match, but they're not great defensively. Bogdanovich kind of relies on his shots falling, but – He's a pretty solid overall play. Ingles is too cheap at 4K. Could end up with a decent night, but there's a lot of other salary savers. I think Gobert is the main play here. I mean, who, who's who's going to stop him? Like, there's no Nurk. Who's, who's going to really stop? Like, you really think Larry Nance is going to be able to stop him? Like, Gobert should go ham in this spot. I'm trying to figure out. His props are currently listed at uh, over under 17 and a half points and 15 and a half rebounds. I'm not entirely certain either of those are high enough. Um, I think Gobert is the play 
followed by Clarkson. And if you want to stack this game up, you can also throw in Bogdanovich, Ingles, or Conley. Um, but Gobert and Clarkson are the two main guys here that I really want to play. Yeah, I mean, Clarkson is probably my favorite. I understand the Gobert love. Um, like you said, there's nobody really to stop him. I always like Joe Ingles when Mitchell is out. On the Portland side of things, I mean, this is a really tough matchup normally. I think this is a spot you could potentially look at, you know, Norman Powell and Damian Lillard. My problem with Norman Powell, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, is he just priced too high on DraftKings? Yeah. Yeah, this matchup, I think he probably is. I don't think Powell's a great play at 7K. I think you're going Lillard without McCollum in there still. Like, Lillard can go for a 70-point game at any given time. I think he's not the best spend-up, but he should come in at low enough ownership where you could still end up playing him. Nance, I don't think, is going to be able to do too much versus Gobert, and he's getting priced up enough. Little, I think, is a guy that you can end up playing at 5K. They should need him to do a little bit more in this offense. He's good enough with peripheral stats, put up 48 in the last game. I know it's a tough matchup, but it's likely Lillard and Little that are the two guys that I want to end up playing if I'm bringing it back with some uh, Utah players. I love Little. I talked about him on the podcast the other day. I said he was one of the best plays and probably going to be really high-owned, and he wasn't high-owned at all. I don't think that's going to be the case again. It was a better matchup, but if they're going to give Mr. Little 30-plus minutes, he's too cheap until he gets over 6,500. So... I really like him in this spot. He's a guy that could produce at a fantasy point per minute. So I'm definitely going back to the well on him. We finish out this slate with Dallas at Sacramento. There is no total for this game. The Kings are still playing um, and they will be on the second end of a back-to-back on the Dallas side of things. Trey Burke, Willie Cauley Stein, Luca Hardaway, Jr. Keebler and McLaughlin out. Um, let's start here with Dallas. Assuming that Luca and these guys don't clear protocols today, uh, what do you like here for Dallas? Yeah, if they don't end up clearing protocols, I think that Porzingis is in play. I mean, he put up 62 the other night. It's one of the best matchups you can possibly get going up against Sacramento. They're not great defensively. They run at a fast pace, so Porzingis would be the main guy. I think Brunson, you can take a shot on at 7.9K, but he doesn't stand out as a great play here. Um DFS probably priced up to where he should be at 5.8K for this slate with him back and Powell and everyone back. I don't think Brown is in play. Powell's not going to get enough run. They are missing their main usage guy, but they're not just hammered by COVID stuff right now. So I think Porzingis and Brunson are the only two I really want to go with here, and I don't even have a ton of interest in Brunson. Yeah, I mean, Brunson, I think the price is just kind of caught up to the production. I really like Porzingis. I don't mind Finney Smith in this spot. Um, And that's kind of it. I mean, Nitlakina is someone that could play. If this game stays close, he could play decent minutes. He only played 23 minutes the other night. But, I mean, the Portland game was kind of out of it. Um I mean, so I think this is a spot that you could potentially go back to Nitlakina. Um, he should start. And, I mean, when you got guys like Josh Green and Brandon Knight behind you and Reggie Bullock, like, he should play minutes if this game stays close, if he's playing well. Um, 
I mean, what are your thoughts here on the Kings? Nothing really. Like, Halliburton's still priced up. Fox always has some potential upside. Buddy Hyde sitting at 6.9K is probably the right. Everyone's just kind of priced where they should be on a slate with this much value and this much underpricing. Like, they're all back. They're outside of what Mitchell and Len. They're they're pretty much all back from COVID stuff. So, I, I just – I can't see myself really playing anyone unless someone gets ruled out here, like one of the big four of Halliburton, Barnes, Fox, and Hyde. Like, if any one of them gets ruled out or even Holmes – that changes things on the second of a back-to-back. It's possible. But as it stands right now, if they all end up playing, I'm just kind of fading them. There's no real need to play any of these guys. Yeah, I mean, they're all kind of priced appropriately. Um, I don't know what's going on with Rashard Holmes. Um, I mean, if if Rashard Holmes, with him, like, you know, being in and out of the lineup here recently, if he were to sit, Damian Jones is 3,200. And would yep. probably be one of the best value plays on the slate if that were happening. Yeah, I mean, he's crushing tonight, even with Holmes playing, but he don't really expect him. He only played 18 minutes so far. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like that call. I think he's a great play if if Holmes ends up sitting. But yeah, like I said, as it stands, if everyone ends up playing, then kind of just crossing this off. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got today? Oh, gosh, I should have written any one of the 20 people down, so I'm just scrolling up until I see the first guy that is for sure going to crush. And honestly, right now, I'm just wasting time as I search for it. Do you have anyone while I keep scrolling the list? I mean, list? yeah, I, I would just keep rolling with Malik Monk. Um, assuming that the Lakers players stay out and he ends up playing again, like he's just someone that's playing a ton of minutes right now. He's 4K on DraftKings, so Malik Monk would be the guy that I would suggest just continuing to roll out under 5K and feel very confident about. I'll go year at seven. Yep, that was the other guy that I had written down. So over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Going Julius Randall. Yep. That's the same one that I had. Um, I'm right there with you. I think a lot of these guys today, like over 9K, have a really good chance of getting there. Um, the one that like I'm I'm kind of on the fence about is DeRozan. So I'll say DeMar DeRozan, more of just Atlanta's so shorthanded. Um, if this game doesn't stay close. I think he doesn't get there. So who's your favorite 6X play on the slate? I'll go with Cam Reddish, my actual favorite. I'll use the let's get weird because Reddish is going to be pretty heavily owned. I'll go Nassar Little at 5K. I think he can get to 30 fantasy points today. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. You said you got somebody. Who do you got? Bane. I don't think many people are going to play him. Your boy. I, yeah, gosh. Uh, as soon as his point props come out. I'm hammering every over and alt over I can. I like it. Um, I got to remember, there was a guy that I liked. Oh, Brown. Brown Jr., um, 3,300. He's my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day today. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before? Like I said, uh, in the morning, I'm going to hammer Baines overs. They're not out yet. 
but the night before that's already up is Marcus Morris over 14 and a half points. I hit that. Eric Bledsoe over five and a half assists. I hit that. And I'm contemplating uh, Gobert 17 and a half points and over 15 and a half rebounds. Yeah. Um, I mean, there isn't anything that's like jumping off the page to me in this one. I think the only thing that's like jumping off the page right now is BetMGM has the Knicks minus five and a half against the Pistons. I, I think that's pretty safe. So um, I'll go with that one as my night before bet. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. Pay attention to things throughout the day because most of the things we said could not be applicable tomorrow because COVID. It's a wild time in the NBA. It is. It sure is. So that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking basketball and football. Good luck, everyone. See you then. Take it.